You're listening to episode 11 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Have you ever felt like joy was lacking from your life? Today's guest felt that in a big way. Sydney Weiss is here to share her journey of how she became ill while studying to become a lawyer and then flipped her life around by seeking joy. Now, I must say that the message in today's episode is really one that I needed in my personal life, so I hope it resonates with you as well. So tune in, turn it up, and let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business, and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith and welcome to another episode. Now it is Halloween, but today's episode has no tricks and all treats. I'm joined by Sydney Weiss. Sydney and I were connected through Norma Jean, our guest from a few weeks ago, and I'm so grateful for that connection. Sydney is a lawyer, entrepreneur, writer, change maker, joy seeker, and the host and executive producer of Seek the Joy podcast. I recently started listening to this podcast a few weeks ago, and I'm so glad I did. It's really good. So Sydney, I am thrilled to have you join us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Oh, no, Sydney, your podcast, Seek the Joy, has been lighting up my life, and you recently celebrated your one-year mark of the podcast, so congratulations! Thank you. I can't believe it's already been a year and I'm so I'm so glad you're enjoying it that it honestly makes my whole day when I hear that. So thank you. Well, not many understand how much actually goes into a podcast and production itself. <sighs> So, you know, just creating that space and keeping up with it. Job well done. Um, I'd really like to give our listeners the backstory of what inspired Seek the Joy podcast. So let's start there. Okay. So where do I even begin? I sort of struggle with this because Seek the Joy really started four years ago when I was having a conversation with a friend and I was sort of in not the best space. I was in my second year of law school really stressed out, really freaking out, didn't have any joy or happiness or balance in my life. And he said to me, Sydney, you need to seek the joy. You need to really start seeking the joy in your life. And I looked at him and I thought he was nuts because (laughs) like who just comes out of nowhere and says, you need to seek the joy. But being me, I took it really to heart and I decided I needed to kind of create a permanent reminder of this fact that I needed to seek, to seek the joy. So I made a bracelet. It's, it's this, um, I'm looking at it right now. It's this little simple engraved bracelet that just says, seek the joy on it, had it made. And I've been wearing it pretty much ever since over the last four years. And so it kind of just stuck with me and I never thought, you know, too much about it. And then I finished law school. I um, graduated in 2016 sat for the California bar exam the first time that summer, didn't end up passing and had this real moment of like, holy crap. You know, like those moments where you're like, I'm so stressed out. I'm so sick. Um, That year I had shingles at 25 and then I made myself super sick studying for the bar the first time. And then I had appendicitis um, a month after I sat for the bar exam. And so I just wasn't in a good space by the time I found out I didn't pass the bar. And the negative self-talk that I had really struggled with my entire life, just, you know, the nasty things we say to ourselves and we beat ourselves up. And I was telling myself things like, you're so stupid and you're so worthless and you're an embarrassment. And you know, the things you say when you're just so 
downright devastated. And so I had to pick myself up, you know, as we all do. And I sat for the bar the second time that following summer. I decided not to sit for it in February because um, it's offered two times a year in February and July. And so I decided to sit for it again that following July. And over the course of those months leading up to sitting for the bar the first for the, for the second time, I really started to make a shift and a change in the way I spoke to myself and how I um, handled myself and how I really treated myself. And I did this without really realizing that I was doing it. It wasn't like I went to therapy. It wasn't like I was seeking out self-help resources. It was really more just like this evolution within myself of coming to terms with the journey that I had been on and wanting to really make a shift and a change along the way. And so by the time I sat for the bar the second time, And I remember coming out of it feeling like a different person, like the way I spoke to myself and how I treated myself and the way I even just studied for the the exam the second time was totally different. And And during those months between the first time I sat for the bar and the second time, it wasn't like I went to therapy or sought out a lot of self help resources. I really just went through this evolution and this process of um, change within myself. And I remember sitting in my apartment um, in September because we sit for the bar in July. And then so a couple months went by. And I remember sitting in my apartment and having this moment of like, I describe it as like a burst of crazy inspiration of, oh my gosh, I really want to do something, create a space or a resource or a way to connect with other people who have had similar experiences or have been on a similar journey who may want to connect and share their stories. And at first I thought maybe I would start a blog, but the truth of the matter is, is I love podcasts. I love podcasting. I I listened to probably 10 podcasts every week. And so it felt like a no-brainer to start my own podcast. And that's really where it started. Um, It was like on... And what's so funny is I always forget to tell this part of the story. But the day that I had the inspiration to start the podcast was also the one-year anniversary of the day where I had my appendix removed, which was a huge turning point in my life. So it's so interesting, just like the day kind of... And it also happens to be my youngest sister's birthday that day also. So... There must be something about September 18th. So that's kind of how it started. I sketched out a rough idea. I actually recorded first without even getting a microphone. And I listened back to audio quality. And I was like, no, you've got to get a microphone. So (laughs) I got Amazon and got a microphone and just kind of hit publish. And um, I like to say the rest is sort of history, but it's a real evolution and a process that got me there um, to, to launching the podcast. I would say it was 26 years of just not being happy with who I was or where I was at and then really wanting to continue to seek out a better version of who I am and seek out that joy and then really connect with other people who who want to do the same. And how beautiful because that's that's a conscious choice that you made. Like you you yeah. chose joy. And that's something that people don't always do. You have to choose your happiness. You have to choose the joy in your life. And yeah. you you saw that it wasn't working for you. You saw and you felt it. Your your body was feeling it. So oh, yeah. um, even though you weren't making, you know, going to therapy or doing all those extra steps, just that conscious notation in your mind of being a little bit more mindful to the conversation that you have with yourself was just a roller coaster of, of change. Yeah. Amazing. 
Yeah. And I love what you just said too, about how I felt it in my body, because something that I've really learned is that we kind of get little pings or we get um, red flags or sparks, something that kind of waves in our face that says, Hey, you're not in the right place or you're not on the right track. And then the more we ignore it, the more that we don't pay attention to it, the more that we don't listen to it, it starts to manifest Mm. um, in our lives in different ways. And for me, it really started to manifest physically and with my health. And it got to a point where it was like, Sydney, you're not waking up. So we're going to wake you up with shingles. And that didn't work. Okay. Sydney, we're going to wake you up with appendicitis. Okay. That didn't work either. It worked a little bit. I woke up a little bit. <laughs> and it really took me not passing the bar that first time to really shake me and wake me up to the fact that I wasn't where I was supposed to be. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't happy within it. And I think if we can listen those, um, like I call it like little news alerts with our, with our life and with our path. If we can listen to those earlier on before they get bigger and like little rocks and, and listen to them before they become boulders, I think the better off we'll be. So I, I love what you said about that because I think that's such, um, a really good point. Yeah. So throughout this whole journey, what has been the most rewarding part of it so far? Oh gosh. Um, I would say connection Um, because without this journey, without this process of starting the podcast and because you know what it's like, you reach out to people you don't maybe know personally, or you, you, you're taking a risk, right? Asking, you know, Hey, I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to have you on my show. And so throughout that process of putting myself out there, the biggest gift of that has actually been both healing and connection. Mm. Connection because it's given me the opportunity to get to know other people in a way that maybe I wasn't able to in my life previously. I mean, on my show, we're talking about wellness and spirituality and self-love and self-help and joy and empowerment. I mean, the list goes on. And for most of my life, those weren't conversations that I was having with Um, my closest friends. And now those are definitely uh, conversations and topics that are discussed in my life all the time. And then let's say he, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say, and let's be real. Those are conversations that we don't have with ourselves a lot, you know? Exactly. And, and the more we open up to having those conversations with others, we can really begin to open up to having those conversations with ourselves. And I think that's where a lot of the healing has come in for me too, because I share this on my podcast all the time, but growing up, I had a pretty strong um, lisp and I actually purposely continue to avoid words that I know will like have that lisp come out because at times I get tripped up over it. And so growing up, I was so embarrassed by it and I was so uncomfortable. I actually used to make my younger sister, who's about four years younger than me, I used to make her answer the phone. I used to make her make all the phone calls. I mean, if we needed to order food or do something, it was like Maddie's job to do it because <laughs> I pick up the phone. And so through having a podcast and literally putting my voice out there and connecting with people through conversation um, has been so healing for me, both with my voice and also just this level of being too afraid to be seen. Because I think when we hide our voice, when we hide who we are, when we hide our expression that way, um, it, 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 we're, we're afraid to be seen. And so for me, the most rewarding has been that sense of healing. And then I think also the connection um, that comes from it. Because when we put ourselves out there, when we allow ourselves to be seen, we start to pull in or align with people who um, resonate with who we are and what we're about and what we're excited about. I mean, I 
I have like a whole new friend group that I never yes. had before. So it's really beautiful. Isn't it so cool? Because I, even people I've never met like you, you know, you get mm-hmm. a connection and then it's like, dang, this person is exactly who I need it in my life right now. And, yeah. and you don't even realize or, and that's what I also try and think when, when booking, you know, interviews for this is what do other people need to hear, but also what do I need to hear? Because chances are, Mm -hmm. if I need to hear it, it's going to resonate with someone else, right? Yeah. And there's that saying too, that we create the things that we want to be part of. And so often through creating a blog or a podcast or some sort of medium that allows people to connect, you're, you're seeking out or you're sharing what you also need to learn or what you also need to heal. And, and so it's really beautiful. So I love that you think about that when you book your guests, because I think the same, and I think that's what drives, um, this, this purpose of connection and community and and wanting to share. Right. Okay. So speaking of connection and community, how can we continue to build upon that? Oh, I love this question because it's something that I've continued to work on and continue to seek out in my own life. And I think it starts with just showing up as who you are, because, when we show up as who we are and we're not afraid to be our full selves, to be our most authentic selves, we allow other people to really see us. And if you come up, if you meet people or you're connecting and you're kind of putting on a facade or a version of who you are that doesn't really align with that authenticity, it's hard to then build those authentic connections. And so for me, I don't know, I really do. It goes back to what I really think we're here for, which is I think we're here for love and I think we're here for joy and connection. And and to do that means we have to fully step forward in who we are and allow that to be seen. And then from there we can make, we can build community. So I think it really starts with starting off who you really are, showing up as your most authentic self, and then allowing yourself to put to be out to be out into the world and to share that with others. I think so often we hide behind our phone screens or our computer screens, and then when it mean when it when it's about really going out into the world and connecting in person, I think there's a level of fear and anxiety there. And I mean, I certainly have that sometimes where you know it's easier to connect via my my phone on Instagram than it as than it is to go to a networking event and actually yeah. talk to people in person. And so I think it's about being okay with who you are and willing to step forward in that level of authenticity. And trust me, I mean it's a journey to it really is a journey to figuring out who, who, what that authenticity, what that authenticity looks like. You know, it's, it's not like you wake up one day and you're like my authentic self. No, I, I think it takes time of introspection and getting to know who you maybe picking up some books along the way or, um, picking up a meditation practice or picking up a journaling practice, whatever feels good that allows you to kind of pull back the layers and discover who you are and what it is that you want and who it is that you want to be in the world. And so that was a really long-winded answer. <laughs> no, I love that. No, I but love I think that. it really starts with that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, currently, are you practicing law? I'm not. And so it's really interesting. So I didn't mention this, but I, I passed the bar. So right. uh, next month in November, I'll officially be licensed to practice law in California for a year. And um, I actually have no interest in being a lawyer, which is really... <laughs> Um, which is really interesting because if you had told me that five years ago when I first went to law school, I would have told you you're nuts. Like I literally would have said like, there's no way because my dream 
I was 12, um, was to be a lawyer. And I went through law school and um, it was really in my second year of law school where I figured out that I don't really want to be what I thought I wanted to be. Mm. Um, There's other things I want to do, other ways I can use my skills or my legal background to bring about change, you know, in the world. And um, so I'm currently not practicing, but um, it's been an evolution just to get to that, that place there. So, so, but I have it. I always will have it as like a tool in my toolbox. Is how yeah. I work. And, and you can yeah. have too many tools. Sometimes no. I like to do things just to have the title, like, you know, like <laughs> this year, I really want to marry someone. So anyone listening, if you're getting married, consider me, I will get it ordained. <laughs> Lauren's ready. <laughs> yes. Lauren's ready. Just put her yeah. on the top of your list. <laughs> right. It's just one of those things where, you know, you only live once. So why not do all the crazy things and then be able to say like, yeah, I yeah. married someone. You know, yeah. like, why not? Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, because I've had moments and a lot of conversations actually recently with um, new friends that I've met who um, went to law school and became lawyers and then decided they didn't want to be a lawyer. And I, I, I look at it this way. I already shared, I think about it as a tool in my toolbox, but also without the journey of going to law school and going through that process of um, sitting for the bar exam, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have a podcast. There's no way I would have started a podcast. Like I, I just don't see it yeah. as like being part of my journey. If I didn't go through times that really forced me to um, get knocked off of the horse, so to speak, and pick myself back up and, and learn more about who I am and what I want and how I want to be in the world. So for anyone that's listening who may have been through, I don't know, a graduate program or a licensing exam, or just they had one career and now they're thinking of shifting to another. It all serves a purpose. We just don't always know what that purpose is in the moment, but you know, hindsight is what, 2020. So we can always, we always see what the purpose of it was in hindsight, but, um, it's part of my journey and I'm really grateful for it. You know, um, it, it was an invaluable experience and just grateful that I, made it to the other side. Yeah, and you're really sure. embracing the journey. I love that you said you didn't see yourself starting the podcast and that wasn't yeah. part of your scope because so many times life puts things in our path that we never saw and they, they end up being, you know, our biggest blessings. And, Amen. Yeah. you know, I had never seen the podcast either in my scope, Like this, it was so funny. I was going through my journal of something in February. And I had laid out this whole framework of what I wanted to do. And now that I reflect back on it, I was like, I wrote out the podcast, <laughs> you know, I like, love that. but it, it was, it was not on my scope of like mediums because, you know, blogging, website, social media, but there was not this medium in it. So I love that yeah. sometimes it just, it, you know, the universe throws it at us like here, here girl, like this is what you're supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. And I would say too, like if you ever have a moment where you hear like a little whisper or a nudge or a spark and you're like, wow, that sounds like a great idea. I've got to do it. Write it down and keep it with you because it may not be something you do right away, but it will be something that you do. Maybe it's six months, a year, two years from now. We get those flashes of inspiration. Um, and I'm the kind of person that likes to act on everything right away. Um, like I'll get an idea and I want to put it into motion right away, but sometimes the timing just isn't right. So I've had to learn to kind of like take note of things and then be willing to come back to it later and, and kind of embrace it and be okay with it. And, um, but I love that the podcast has become part of your journey and evolution too, because it's beautiful and it allows you to express yourself and, So I'm right there with you. Yes, for sure. So how do you think that we can, a lot of people I know, and even myself, fear can hold us back. And that can, fear can 
be very resisting. So how can we allow ourselves to break through that and not only just dream, but dream big? Oh man. So I feel like I'm like like at a like an AA meeting where I'm like my name is Sydney and fear <laughs> has ruled my life. Like when I tell you fear and resistance and doubt has ruled my life, it has ruled my life and it actually continues to rule my life. And so I've had to learn how to let fear be in the car. I love using this analogy, but I've had to learn how to let fear be in the car, but not let it be in the driver's seat. It's not allowed to be yeah. behind the wheel. I can put it in the, the, the back seat. In fact, a better place would be in the trunk. <laughs> but so I think it's the first thing is about really knowing and accepting that fear and doubt and resistance are part of the journey. It's part of the ride. Um, without it, I don't know if we would always have the will or the drive to push through it and accomplish our dreams and accomplish our goals and even within that allow ourselves to dream. So for me, it's it's really been interesting because I've been thinking about this a lot lately, especially when I'm, pu- I'm in the process of pushing myself to do different things or expand my horizons of what I even believe is, is possible. Um, and so the first step for me has always been acknowledging those fears and accepting them and saying like, hey, you can be in the car, but like you're not driving. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're not allowed to drive. And then from there, it's been interesting because, so I'm kind of a list person. I like to make lists. Oh, me too. Me too. If I don't, don't, right. Like if I don't have a to-do list for the week, like things won't happen because I will forget. So I like what I've been doing recently is making a list of, um, so I kind of draw a line down the middle of a piece of paper and on one side I write fear and the other side I write dreams. And so I have been trying to get in the habit of writing out all of my fears about a particular situation, like what could go wrong. And it also allows me First of all, it gives me the opportunity to like brain dump, but it also gives me the chance to say like, okay, you need a little perspective here, Sydney, because this is not as bad as you're making it out to be in your... So I like to kind of write everything down. And then on the other side, I like to write out my dreams and what I want to accomplish and my goals. And the most important part of like writing out your dreams and your goals is to connect to how you want to feel about when you when you're at that point where you've achieved your dreams or achieved your goals because that feeling is what you can really hold on to when you're continuing to deal with fear or doubt or resistance. So I like to get a piece of paper. I like to write all of that out. And so part of it is acknowledging those fears and accepting them and then kind of giving yourself permission, which I think is kind of the hardest step. Um, giving yourself permission to dream and to imagine that like like imagine yourself kind of punching through that resistance and achieving all that you want to achieve. And for someone like me or anyone else that is listening who has kind of underestimated what is possible for them and kind of doubted themselves and even put like um like a limitation around what is possible for ourselves, that aspect of giving yourself permission, I think, um, is the hardest part. I don't remember who said this to me. It might have, I don't, I I can never remember, but someone said something so beautiful to me, which was, you'll never be given a dream without the tools to achieve them. And so anytime you're given a dream, um, it's because you, or an idea or a flash of inspiration, it's because you already have everything you need within you to achieve that dream. So it's about remembering it. And I think the first part of remembering that is giving yourself permission and then letting your imagination run wild, which is really hard, especially if you're kind of stuck in that limiting, limiting space. And so that's how I work through kind of 
breaking through that resistance. And it really helps to have a community of people around you who support your dreams. And that can be friends. It can be family. It can be a mentor, a coach, a therapist. It can be somebody you recently just connected with online. I think that support people that believe in you and believe in your dreams the same way that you do, it it can be anybody. And I always like to say this too, you know, oftentimes the people that we expect to rally around us and support our dreams are not the people that we expected. Sometimes people we've Mm -hmm. known for a decade can't bring themselves to support us in our dreams, no matter how much you support them. And so I think it's it's about perspective and remembering that Oftentimes, if someone can't support your dream, it's because they can't support their dreams. Yes. It's because they're not allowing themselves to dream. and They're so, not in a place exactly, yet. Yes. Exactly. And so re- realizing that and accepting that and recognizing that has been a journey for me because as much support as I've gotten for my podcast and what I'm doing, there are a lot of people in my life who have not been the most um, supportive the way that I anticipated them to. And so I had to come have a moment of like, whoa, okay. Just like you said, Lauren, they're not at a space yet where they're recognizing or celebrating their own dreams. And so they can't do it for me. So it's okay. You know, you make, you find people who will rally around you and support you and give you those like big hugs and pep talks. And at the end of the day, we have to be our biggest cheerleader too, and our biggest hype man and pump ourselves up and be our biggest supporter. And so that's, for me, that's also a really key, um, part of breaking through that resistance and that fear and that doubt. And I haven't mastered it. Um, I think it takes a while, you know, but it's about kind of showing up every day and putting one foot in front of the other, even though it's difficult or you don't know what you're doing or you, the fear is all consuming. So yeah. Yeah. I I recently had this conversation with someone um, and we were talking about dreams and and the bigger picture. And she asked me, you know, she's like, dream big. And I immediately was like, I don't know. You know, that's just, that's a fallback of like, I don't know. And a couple days later I text her and I was like, okay, I have to admit to you. Like when you asked me that the first vision that popped into my mind was me on stage speaking. And I was like, but it makes me scared because I don't see myself there right now. You know, that's not, it doesn't feel comfortable to me. I was like, but it's actually been like one of those pop, you know, really quick visions I've had in my head for years and I've gone against it. And she was like, but you see it. She's like, that's your dream. You may not be in that space right now, but you're working towards it and you're, you're aligning yourself with what Mm -hmm. is about to become. And I was like, it's so powerful. You know, I never thought of it that way because sometimes our dreams are so big that even we aren't, we're not fulfilling our full potential yet, you know? So it's like, we're, we're becoming that person and that's development. People sometimes bypass this whole part of developing who you are. Like you just, for me, especially off high school, I just thought like, oh, click, you're an adult. It's all supposed to make sense. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. And, then, and then you're like, oh, never mind. None of this makes right? sense. Um, and that's what a lot of people skip that whole development process with themselves. And I think that's a, I love your journaling that what you do is writing down your fears and your dreams, because that's such a huge part of developing our better self, our whole self. 
Yeah. I love what you shared about how you had that vision of yourself on stage, because I think it's those big dreams that scare us the most and they scare us either into action or inaction, right? So it can go one way. It can motivate you to like press play or publish or record or put your foot on the accelerator, or it can paralyze you in fear. And what you shared about how you're developing yourself along the way, it reminds me of something that I journaled maybe a month or so ago. And then I ended up sharing, I think on Instagram, which is just this idea that as you're really working towards your goals and your dreams, you're shaping and you're molding yourself into becoming the person that you're supposed to be and the person that you're meant to be when those dreams actualize. And so it's a process of developing yourself. It's putting one foot in front of the other. It's continuing to build who you want to be and knowing and trusting and getting to a space within yourself where you can know and trust that who you will be at the moment those dreams actualize is right on time. Because I think we also often fear that we won't be ready. We won't know what to do. We'll crumble. We'll panic. We'll run off the stage. But the truth is, is you're building and you're molding yourself now to be ready for those moments. Right. Oh my gosh. So true. I love that. I love the way you just phrased that. So beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) So if we had one final message to leave with our listeners today, one final little bit of advice, what would your little nugget be? Oh gosh. Um, I think what I would say is never underestimate the power of one choice or one decision or one moment to really turn what you might perceive in any given moment as a roadblock into a stepping stone. Mm. For me, this kind of like encapsulates my whole journey, which has been every time I've had a roadblock, every time I've had a door slammed in my face, because there's been many and they continue to happen. Anytime you're faced with adversity or things are just not going the way you anticipate or you want them to go, don't underestimate the power to take those roadblocks and make them into stepping stones. Build something that you're excited about. Build something that will allow you to connect and grow and expand and change. And yeah, that would be my final message. And just also know that it's never too late to start to mold yourself in your life according to your vision and how you want it to look like. I We think we went to that graduate program, we began that career, we didn't do this or we did do that and we think it's too late or we can't do or be who it is that we want to be. And so, yeah, take that chance and take that leap and don't, don't look back. That 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 would be my, and take action on it. Take that chance and take action and, and then just trust that you'll land exactly where you're meant to be, even if it just doesn't look like what you expected. Oh, that's so perfect. We have to drop the expectations from so many parts of our life. Yes. Expectation. um, It's a lot. (laughs) We could have a whole other conversation about it, but dropping it is so important. It's a big disappointment. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, can you share with our listeners how they can connect with you more? Yes. So you can visit our website, uh, seekthejoypodcast.com. Connect with us on social media at seekthejoypodcast and tune in and press play and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. I would love um, to connect with you and have you join us on this Seek the Joy journey. Oh my gosh. You guys really do need to go listen. I know so many of you, um, mom, I know you're listening. Uh, this is another podcast <laughs> for you to subscribe to, but there's yes. so many people who are always looking for great podcasts and, uh, the seek the joy podcast is definitely one of them. Well, thank you, Sydney, not only for joining me today, but for hosting space through your podcast, which encourages others to seek the joy.
Oh, thank you so much, Lauren. I loved, I love this conversation. It's not often I get to be interviewed. So I'm so <laughs> grateful and I'm so happy we've connected and thank you for what you're doing with your show. And I know it's having an amazing impact. So I'm just excited to be part of it. Don't go just yet listeners, because I have a big question for you. I really want to know more about who you are. Now, the programs I use give me stats about countries and states and listening devices, but I really want to get to know you further so I can continue to bring the right guests on the show for conversations that will fuel your life. So here's the deal. Head over to mindbizlife.com and fill out the three-question survey. Three questions. That's it. That's the only thing I'm asking of you this week. You can look for the link in the menu bar called Listener Survey. And if you're subscribed to the podcast newsletter, just check your email for the link. MindBizLife.com also has this week's full episode notes, including links to Sydney's website, social channels, and the podcast. Oh, and if you want to check out my Halloween costume, just visit my personal Instagram at Lauren Smith Biz. It's really good. So happy Halloween, be safe, get scared. I'll see you back here next week. And until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.